I'm John Smizer from uh, Southern California here in the United States of America. Oh, we're getting close to the election period these days and there's a, a lot to be said. Uh, a lot of candidates that will be elected and a lot of folks who are making promises of all sorts. And so often in, in, in my heart and mind, sometimes I think, well, if I was there, I would do it this way or that way or I would have said this or that but you know the situation that I find myself in I'm not the candidate I'm not the one who uh, will go before an electoral group and ask for the votes to be placed in that position I in a similar way I'm part of a church that is run by congregational rule and I'm sure you're familiar with the way that the congregational polity is set up is that the, the people uh, of the congregation are those that are called on to speak for God in a way when they call a pastor or they elect a board of elders or whatever votes that go on in a congregational rule, people prayerfully prepare know whatever the issues are, and then they come to a gathering of the members of that congregation, and they will vote. And it's through that voting and with an intentional desire to, to do God's work there in that church that they sense that this will be God's calling. And at a point, the membership in a church needs to say, this is the way the Lord's leading us. As in a, in a country like America, I recognize that God establishes authority. Let's look at our passage today. First Chronicles chapter 24 verses 1 through 31. These were the divisions of the descendants of Aaron. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father did, and they had no sons. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as the priests. With the help of Zadok, a descendant of Eleazar, and Ahimelech, a descendant of Ithamar, David separated them into divisions for their appointed order of ministering. A large number of leaders were found among Eleazar's descendants, then among Ithamar's, and they were divided accordingly. Sixteen heads of families from Eleazar's descendants and eight heads of families from Ithamar's descendants. They divided them impartially by casting lots, for there were officials of the sanctuary and officials of God among the descendants of both Eleazar and Ithamar. 
The scribe Shemaiah, son of Nethanel, a Levite, recorded their names in the presence of the king and of the officials. Zadok the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the heads of the families of the priests and of the Levites, one family being taken from Eleazar and then one from Ithamar. The first lot fell to Jehoiarib, the second to Jediah, the third to Harim, the fourth to Seirim, the fifth to Malchijah, the sixth to Mijamin, the seventh to Hakaz, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shekinah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jakim, the thirteenth to Hupa, the fourteenth to Jeshuabiab, the fifteenth to Bilga, the sixteenth to Emer, the seventeenth to Hazir, the eighteenth to Hapizaz, the nineteenth to Pethahiah, the twentieth to Jehezkel, the twenty-first to Jakin, the twenty-second to Gamul, the twenty-third to Deliah, and the twenty-fourth to Maaziah. This was their appointed order of ministering when they entered the temple of the Lord, according to the regulations prescribed for them by their ancestor Aaron, as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded him. As for the rest of the descendants of Levi, from the sons of Amram, Shubael, from the sons of Shubael, Jediah, as for Rehabiah from his sons, Ishiah was the first, from the Izharites, Shalamoth, from the sons of Shalamoth, Jehath, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechamim the fourth, the son of Uziel, Micah, from the sons of Micah, Shamir, the brother of Micah, Ishiah, from the sons of Ishiah, Zechariah, the sons of Merari, Malai, and Mushai, the son of Jaziah, Bino, the sons of Merari, from Jaaziah, Beno, Shoham, Zakur, and Ibri. From Malai, Eleazar, who had no sons. From Kish, the son of Kish, Jeramiel. And the sons of Mushai, Malai, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the Levites according to their families. They also cast lots, just as their relatives and descendants of Aaron did, in the presence of King David and of Zadok, Ahimelech, and the heads of families of the priests and of the Levites. The families of the oldest brother were treated the same as those of the youngest. Today, as we look into 1 Chronicles 24, we're going to see the allotment of responsibility and duties uh, that the priests and the Levites are assigned. Now, by this time in the nation of Israel, as they had come into the Promised Land, there had been years of, of ministry going on uh, in, around the tabernacle and, and as the temple was ready to be uh, built, uh, David uh, saw fit that he should give order to the, to the ministry because certain families had uh, grown numerically larger than others and as the service was allocated equally, uh, so often a family with uh, fewer members would be frantically working to accomplish what needed to be done in the, in the, in the tabernacle area, whereas others were a little bit like uh, 
road workers, uh, Caltrans workers here in California, that it takes 14 guys to build, dig a hole, actually one guy to sh use the shovel and the 13 to look on and give approval or not. And that was not efficient and that was not decent and in order for the, the temple, uh, for the tabernacle service here. That David saw that those who had larger numbers would have greater uh, responsibilities of duties through the days. And so it was at that point that the, the ministry of the Lord would not seem in chaos at times or lax and lazy at other times, but it would be equal throughout that time so that there would be a appropriate allocation. Now, at a, at a point in time, there was a casting of lots. Now, I must confess that I grew up in a very fundamental uh, uh, household. Uh, uh, IFCA, Independent Fundamental Churches of America, was where my family attended as I was a young boy. And uh, the idea of using dice, how in the world could that be glorifying to God as a young man, I would think. But the idea of the lots would in some ways take it away from uh, preferential treatment that any person would get and depend upon the work that the Lord has. And it's interesting that in Proverbs 18, verse 18, Solomon said that the lot causes contention to cease, that there's no contention or work that whether, well, that's favoritism or that, but it depended upon and it appealed to the Lord when the lots were cast, whose duties or responsibilities would be given. It depended on God doing that. As I had shared in a congregational church, it's depending on that the membership vote in a manner that they uh, seek God's will. Or in a country where uh, we depend on the, the citizens to vote, and I depend on Romans 13, that there's no authority there except that God has established it. And in some way, he's going to accomplish his will and his work there. So what we're watching here in First Chronicles 24 is the allocation so that the duties would uh, be equally distributed for first, in the first half of the passage, the priests and Aaron's line and the duties they would carry. Then later on, in the duties and work that the Levites would have. Now, there's an, there's an interesting phrase here at the very, very close of our passage down in verse 31. L let's look at it, but I, I want to read the whole verse. It says, they also cast lots just as their relatives and descendants of Aaron did. In the presence of King David and of Zachod and Hammon and the heads of the families of the priests and of the Levites. Here's the word, here's the phrase I want. The families of the oldest brothers were treated the same as those of the youngest. So often we think of those who are uh, more senior that maybe they have preferential. But in this distribution of responsibility, there was a calling upon God to treat both the young and the old equally. So in ways, um, as in Timothy, when it says, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but in all ways prove yourself 
an example of a believer. And so for those who are younger, who think they maybe aren't ready to take that responsibility, or those that are older and think, well, I, I should be retired by now. I'm, I'm out the door. No, recognizing that our role and responsibilities within the church, they're equal. And, and before God, he allocates it. He's the one, and we're going to look to him to accomplish that. So I'd ask you today, in what role are you playing? What is your responsibility where you see God calling you to serve him? Don't look down on the youth, and don't just uh, bemoan that you're too old to be responsible for that. Take on that challenge and move forward as God is giving you that. Thank God he's in charge. Years ago, there was a pastor down, I believe, in the Texas area that spoke about a, an idea in Christianity called faith rest. At this moment, I'm sitting in a very comfortable chair, and I'm resting in that. And in our lives, we need to faith rest in the things that God is doing. I would ask you in this uh, next period of time, these next few months in America, to be praying for the decisions that will be made through the voting. Because as Solomon said, contention will cease when we're able to trust that God's in control of these decisions. So I pray that God will work in our lives around the world where you serve and where you work. May God touch your life and may you be able to trust that he's in charge and allow that contention to cease. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the one who is in charge, that you, Lord, are the one who makes decision. You are the one who guides the hands, those who speak and those who decide, Lord, you are the one at work there. First of all, we pray, the Lord, that those leaders that will be elected and, and serve you, may they listen for you. As we spoke in previous days, may they seek you. May they thank you for your goodness to them in their lives. And Lord, may we understand the work that you're going to accomplish may not always be our will, but it will be your will. To your glory we ask this. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world of stepping in closer, see you again.